turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I try to make this show relatable and touchable. For instance, Black Panther, Avengers, and Star Wars really helped Disney's stock this quarter. Uh, Black Panther, what a movie. What a movie. Um, the 1970s had a, a period of films in the United States called, that were called Black Black Blacksploitation. Um, I don't know why I'm having a problem with that word, but we're exploiting, putting color characters in the movie. Like, for instance, there was a movie called Blackula. He was a different kind of vampire. I remember sneaking into a movie theater. Yes, I snuck into a movie theater and seeing that and going, whoa, never seen anything like that before. And seeing Black Panther, I was like, I was pretty proud of that movie. Uh, They did a good job. And I know you're saying, whoa, you are really making this touchable and easy to digest. Disney makes things that we like to consume until they don't. Han Solo movie? So they canceled their Boba Fett movie, which kind of upsets me, too, because I was a big Boba Fett fan growing up. But I'm digressing. Let's talk stocks, because that's what the show is all about. Um, Apple's dipping. Their new phone's not selling terribly well, so you're starting to get some of their suppliers cut their forecasts. And that one hurts. Lumentum, ticker symbol L-I-T-E. Cut its guidance, and they said their biggest customer doesn't need some of our facial laser recognizable technology. The 3D sensing lasers, that has to be Apple. Biggest customer? Apple's dropping in the number of searches in China for new Apple iPhone. So that's bad news. They make tons of money. They got a big investor in a Warren Buffett. Institutions hated Apple for years. It was overowned. And this is what happens when a company's overowned. When it slides, it hurts. It's like um, skin in your knee, but then being dragged, you know, ten feet longer after it's already been skinned, and you're like, oh chip makers are bearing significant losses today. Tech stocks are getting beat up pretty good. There's a company called Corvo, ticker symbol Q R V O. They're down seven percent on that Apple supplier news. Serious logic is down eleven percent. S, uh, C-R-U-S. Skyworks, S-W-K-S, is down 4.5%. Even AMD and NVIDIA are down. So the chip companies, dip your chip in my dip chip. So I had a friend, Chip. His name was Chip. He came over to my house one day. So I got some dip and some potato chips. I said, dip your chip in my dip chip. And I made dip. I've always wanted to meet a friend named Chip. And when I finally did... I pulled it off. So big event coming up, investing beyond a 401k this weekend. That's going to be one to three in San Jose. And a retirement income and tax planning seminar is going to be 930 to 1130. More information at Rob Black Shoe. Rob Black Show. Use code radio25 to get it in free. GE is feeling frosty. 
Their CEO says, we have urgency to sell assets to raise cash. Urgency is not good. When you have to do something urgently, people take advantage of you. So let's say, okay, here's a good one. Many years ago, I like to buy stuff off Craigslist, like TVs that people that are like one year old that they get it out of their head. This is 10, 15 years ago. Kid probably bought a Sony PlayStation, bought a big TV, maybe on a credit card. His dad says, rah, 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 rah. You got to sell it. So I got a one year old big Sony 48 inch TV for, you know, probably 60, 70% off. It was nuts, which is interesting because today that technology is, it's like wearing, you know, Coke glasses. It's how, how thick the screen was. So GE feels an urgency to sell assets. This was a company that my dad, if he had worked at, he might have worked his whole life there. And he probably would have said to me, son, I own the stock, and it's made us a lot of money. I'm going to retire on my GE stock, and that ain't good. So the CEO of GE, he's been brought in to replace the CEO who was replacing a CEO because there's a fire sale now, and he's good at those. So his name is Larry Culp, and he was brought in to do just this. So the stock's hit a low of $7.72. It's going to bottom soon because there's assets there, but they're going to be sold at a discount. Is the company going to go completely away? No. So we don't really know what we're buying. Does that make sense? What if they decide to sell their airplane business? Ooh, different company than if they like, they got out of media. They used to own NBC, and they got out of that a long time ago and sold it to Comcast because they were over-leveraged. And sometimes when you're that big of a company... What is a company that makes light bulbs doing, you know, television networks for and doing oil platform equipment and jet engines? Does jet engines have anything to do with light bulbs? It got too big. It's like that friend of yours that you, you went to high school with that was juicing because he started to work out and he liked the results. Girls went, ooh, and he liked that. Everyone likes that, right? Who doesn't like to be noticed? So... He juiced and he got bigger and bigger and bigger. And at some point in time, you get too big to the point he, the guy could barely walk. We all know these guys, meatheads, right? So GE's in the news today and not for good reasons. Apple's in the news today and not for good reason. It is Veterans Day and we're observing it. Um, anyone who's ever known a service member, it's a tough life. And if you don't get that, you're missing something. Uh, for instance, my dad served two tours in Vietnam. Thanks, Dad, for your service. He's long past. Probably got cancer in Vietnam, you know, exposing himself to a lot of chemicals, wartime chemicals. Um, but the smoking cigarettes didn't help either. But anyway, long story short, long story short. Let's see where I can go with this. Um, so two tours in Vietnam. I was a second tour baby. My brother was a first tour baby. So my dad would come home for, you know, away from the war. Go spend a month, two months with your lovely wife. My mom is named Eunice. Pretty pretty tough to be beautiful with a name like Eunice, but go spend time with your beautiful wife, Eunice. So my dad would fly home and make love, sweet love to my wife, uh, my mother. Oh, man, that was a, a slip. Freud. And, and out would come my, my brother, Michael. And he would leave and go back to war for 10, 12 months. He'd come back and there would be a baby. Whoa! So then he'd come back and, you know, you're in war. You'd kind of hang out with a lot of guys in the, the, the foxholes and 
it, it ain't fun. So you make love, sweet love to your beautiful wife, Eunice, again. And then you go back to war and you fight and you do your stuff. And my dad was a tank commander in the second tour. And first commander, he was an intelligence officer. So the intelligence officer in wars, they count bodies. They count bullets after the fact. So that's not easy. He had to see that stuff. And then he had to execute that stuff. And then he had to see his wife for a little bit. And then she had to raise six kids. There was five boys straight in a row. So on Veterans Day, it's not all about this flag kneeling thing. It's not. If you know a veteran or a wife of a veteran, it's a tough life. Alibaba had their biggest singles day ever. Um, 9-11, or not 9-11, 11-11, November 11, 11th month, 1-1, and 11th day of the month. It's a made-up holiday. Do you know how big it is? It's bigger than Black Friday. That's pretty big. Speaking of big, the marijuana producer, Aurora Cannabis, posts huge revenue growth. Huge. And they earned $100 million. Wow. That's not bad. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. It's the start of the holiday season, right? Or at the end of the year, start of the holiday season. It's on like Donkey Kong. We got Black Friday right around the corner. Have a list of things you want to buy. For instance, I bought a second home, a getaway this year. And I've been waiting to buy a couple things for it. Maybe a bigger TV. Maybe a couple Roku's. Something like that. Don't know. Maybe I'll go with Amazon and, and use their product. Don't know. Uh, but you get the idea, right? I'm doing it all on Black Friday or, or when I see the sale that... that They'll honor it the day before Black Friday or the day before the day before Black Friday. And yeah, yeah. So I'll save some money. I'm all about saving money. I had a birthday party this year because I've turned a big round number. I know you're saying that's so cute, Rob. You had a birthday party. And I invited a lot of friends and I paid for it. Um, I put it on credit card. That gives me 3% back on restaurants because I don't mind saving money. I have no shame in using points or miles at all. I like using points and miles, to be quite honest with you. Um, I pay off my credit card every month. There's little things that you could do to become financially successful, but you got to do them. So Alibaba's single day was huge. Apple was the top-selling mobile phone brand on Alibaba's record-breaking 24-hour singles day. And yet, the stock's getting a hit today because they're the suppliers aren't telling a lot of lies right now. They're going to have some problems. And that's not good news. GE's in the world today um, of bad news also. And that doesn't feel good because it's a big company. So now they overleveraged, and for different reasons, they're having a bad day. Apple's not selling enough phones. GE, they're not having problems selling light bulbs. They're having problems paying their servicing their debt. Tariffs are having a negative impact for about 10% of companies. How do we know that? Because we just listened to earnings season. It's not totally over, but it's, it's, it's wrapping up. Earnings season happens every 90 days. And in the conference calls, people are documenting you know, how many times tariffs are coming up. Fierce winds are expected to fan California's deadly wildfires. Life can change in a, in a bittersweet moment. Um, 
I just watched a movie this weekend because I, I really took some serious downtime. And it was called About Time. And it was kind of interesting because you had the ability to go back in time. So, like, if you went on a blind date and you forgot to ask a girl the number, you could go back and ask her her number. Um, it was time travel. I like time travel. But the, one of the things that they did in the story, which was unique, was they twisted it ever so slightly. So, at, at the end, and I don't want to ruin it, but kind of the message was live in the moment. Don't worry about fixing your mistakes. Just live in the moment, and, and mistakes happen. With that said, um, investors are flocking really quickly right now to quality stocks, and that's the wrong thing to flock to. If you've only owned companies like Apple, Facebook, Google, and Netflix, you're seeing, whoa, these stocks can go down 10 20 30%, maybe 40%. Not there yet, but maybe so they're like, well, I'm, I'm going to get out of Facebook, or I'm going to get out of Apple. I'm going to go to Walmart, or McDonald's, or Pfizer, or Procter & Gamble, Amgen. Really popular, well-known names that have been in business since you were a little kid. The problem is there's not a, value, a lot of value, because let's face it, everyone knows McDonald's is a great stock to own over time. Everyone knows that that ain't chicken in those nuggets, and yet we still eat them. We wonder how they can make french fries for what they sell them for. It's it's impossible unless they have a french fry, unless they have a potato monster who's constantly pooping out potatoes. They can't make french fries that cheap. So it's a great stock because we don't understand it, but we 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 don't we don't go, "Oh, I'm going to go get a great meal and go to McDonald's." But we go to McDonald's. We don't understand how their milkshake has no ice cream in it and has no milk. We don't get it. It's not got ice cream and it doesn't have milk. That does not make sense. Who are these milkshakes that pretend to be milkshakes? I know you're saying that's the worst Jerry Seinfeld impression. I know. It was meant to be. It's called Evil Jerry Seinfeld. I got a character in my head named Evil Rob Black. You know what Evil Rob Black does? My neighbor says, hey, I'm going to go on vacation. Keep an eye on my house. I'm like, I'm going to run your hose. I'm going to get a big, long hose and, and water my yard for that week with your water. Thanks, dude. Black. And I'm going to go get a big, long electrical cord, extension cord, they're called. I'm going to run all my power. I'm going to run a generator off your house, off your electrical circuit, uh, socket outside. So that's Evil Rob Black. That's how Evil Rob Black saves money. Or at the end of a good meal, you, you take some hair off your head and you put it in the meal. And you tell the waiter, look at this. This is terrible. And they're like, oh, it's free. It's free. Don't worry about it. Evil Rob Black saves money, right? But the point of Evil Rob Black is to show you that, that we spend money instead of saving it sometimes. So investors are flocking to quality. Uh, oh, I got to mention this. Well, how have I missed this today? See, I'm not on my game today. First of all, there's a seminar this Saturday in San Jose. But um, you can sign up for it at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, use code rate 25 um, Shares of California utilities are plunging. And I, I'm a little bit angry at people on this one. I've got a Facebook friend who is the biggest, I'm not going to say idiot, loudmouth, blowhard. Um, you know, I once thought whales, if you got eaten by a whale, it could push you out of its blowhole. So this guy is a blowhole kind of guy. He just stuff that comes out of his mouth. Oh, the 49ers look great this season. I just thought I'd tell you the blah, blah, blah. Like, you're like, shut up. We don't need to know every one of your thoughts that you're having. Hey, I think toilet paper should be should be softer. We don't need to know that. So he he's like he gets on PG&E because there's been a link to the recent fire, biggest in California, most deaths, most structures burn, pretty big, rapidly moving. It went through 80 football fields in one minute. That's how fast it burns. 
So you stop and think about that for a second. That's a pretty darn big fire. Thank your firefighters. If you get a chance, go get a gift certificate and drop it off. Don't get a gift certificate for like pizza. Go get them a gift certificate for like a, a grocery store and drop it off at the firehouse. Because those guys are, are, are kicking butt. But I'm digressing. So Southern California Edison and PG&E shares are falling. And I have a friend who posts, oh, there's a link between PG&E's power cords and uh, the fire. When's this ever going to stop? When are they going to ever learn? Well, when are you going to pay five times your current bill? California happens to have a lot of trees. And, and we, as a nation, have made an ignorant choice to put our power lines in the air instead of under the ground. A lot of people think that would have been a better choice, a better investment. But stop blaming the company. Like It just it gets you nowhere unless you're willing to pay five times as much for that miracle of electricity, which keeps your refrigerator running, right? So would I invest in Southern California Edison or PG&E? No, no, not until we have a, a better policy on firefighting uh, or on trees and fires. So, and I don't even know if that's possible because it's nature. So maybe uh, I'm out of time. Find me on Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 for the seminar this weekend in San Jose at the Rotary Center. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big event coming up this weekend in San Jose, California. It's a Saturday event. It's a double header. In the morning, 930 to 1130, it's going to be CFP Chad Burton talking retirement issues, income and taxes. Taxes is not fun to talk about. It's good that you listen to a professional, if you know what I'm saying, because where to even start is difficult. That's going to be November 17th at the Rotary Center in San Jose, California, 88th South 4th Street. Easy location for parking, easy location to get in and out of. Um, I'm excited about this one. We've never been at the Rotary Summit Center. Beautiful, beautiful location. It's on the seventh floor. There's some details. More details can be found at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. In the afternoon, I'm doing an event called Investing Beyond a 401k. A little bit different. Not quite ready for retirement, but ready to up your financial game. Sign up for either or event at newfocusfinancial.com. Now, it's ringing CFP, Chad Burton, talk a little bit more about financial planning issues. Mr. Burton, at the morning event of the doubleheader. You're going to discuss transitioning your portfolio as you approach retirement. Transition your portfolio. Transitions, times of change. People don't like change. What are the steps involved in this? Yeah, and people don't like quick change, right? So the idea is that you can transition it over time and focus, you know, where your contribution should be going so that, you know, if you're 10 years out, you don't have to make a drastic buy or sell decision and have to deal with, is it a good time to do it or not? Because of, you know, where are we at in the, the, the market cycle? We have up cycles. We have times where the market plateaus for a bit, and we have corrections. So you want to do this slowly over time. So the first step is, hey, I think I'm close to retiring. Um, you can kind of get the idea of, um, oh, you know, I need, depending on what my income sources are, if I have real estate or pensions or somewhere else, you need somewhere between seven to ten times your annual income saved up to be able to retire. So you first need a plan. If you think you're about to be close within 10 years, you need a plan. You got to say, you know, what's my plan for Social Security? When am I going to take it? I'm going to retire at 65 maybe. Do I take my Social Security at 70? 
because I need a certain amount of cash to live from 65 to 70 and then maybe less income from 70 on once I start Social Security. So where is the money going to come from? At any point in time, five years from retirement to retirement, you need three years' worth of those portfolio draws sitting somewhere very safe so that if you happen to pick a year to retire that that happens to be down in the market, you're not going to change your plans. You know you'll have a plan. I think it's, you know, unless you're super wealthy and all you need is the dividends from your stocks to live, I think it's a little bit silly to go more than, say, 65% stocks, 35% bonds. That's pretty aggressive as it sits right there. A lot of people are more aggressive than that right now, Rob, and they don't even, I think, realize the risk that they might have. And then you really have to focus on, these days, reducing your single stock exposure if you've been working for the same company for years and you're going to retirement with more than 10% of your portfolio in one single holding. Um, you know, we've, we've continued to see these big, giant corrections in some of the big companies that have done really well recently, right? So you have to reduce that single stock exposure as you go into retirement. Stopping and thinking about that, cutting down your single stock exposure, the first thing that comes to mind, well, there's two. Do you remember WorldCom? No, yeah. A lot of people, WorldCom, a lot of, on. sure. A lot of people worked for those companies. Their stocks were going up, 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 up. It's the only thing I need to become a millionaire. And up, 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 up. And those were, you know, classic bad companies that went bust. But then you got a company like GE who's kind of gone bust, and it's got the same thing of lifetime employees. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm, I'm yeah. digressing. But it does happen, and it, it doesn't have to be the big tech companies, is what I'm kind of getting at. Anyhow, um, let's say you're five to seven years from retirement, which is, you know, you're 50, 55. You're kind of cruising. You're, you're starting to get a little bit older. Your body's starting to hurt. You kind of know it's coming. A lot of cash. Uh, not doing very much. You've, you've accumulated cash. What do you do at, at this point in time? Well, yeah, the good thing is that you're finally starting to find ways to get some interest on your cash. Uh, at the same time, inflation's picking up a little bit, but that's you know that's the way it works is typically together. So, you know, if you're five to seven years from retirement and you're looking out and you're saying, okay, I need to at least have three years worth of portfolio draws in cash. So that doesn't mean your expenses in cash; it means your portfolio draws. You're going to have your income needs, which include taxes and everything else. Then you might have some Social Security or pension, or maybe some really dependable real estate that will reduce that that draw, right, it down to a point where, you know, three years worth of portfolio draws. So, so where do you find that? Because if you're five to seven years out, you're like, okay, I got a pretty long period of time to just sit in cash. Well, if it's cash in a regular account, just in your a joint account with your spouse, your own name, or whatever, uh, you can use places like Synchrony Bank. You can get almost 2% on your cash that's just sitting there. Um, they even have a little higher rates for, say, IRAs. Inside an IRA at a brokerage firm, at Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, whoever, you can shop CDs from all over the country. Um, inside your 401k, you can look at the stable value fund if they have one. Typically, a stable value fund is um, paying a little over 2% right now and will probably go up in the future. And the stable value is meant to keep $1 a share. It's not like a short-term bond fund. It's a stable value fund. So those rates are getting a little bit higher. Um, and if you have five years plus and you have, you're trying to say, okay, I need a certain amount of cash in my IRA, now there's certain things going on out there where you can get you know, 4.25% for five years. So rates are finally coming up for retirees so that your cash doesn't feel like it's just sitting there getting nothing. 
that is one of the good things about interest rates moving up. But it still does. It's still not a lot, though, right? As the ten-year Treasury's moved, and we're starting to see banks respond and open up the, how much they're going to pay you in interest, it's still not livable, is it? No, no, it's getting closer. I mean, it's okay. It's tough because the you know the the inflation is so low in certain areas. Yeah. For retirees, except for healthcare, so wherever it's low, it's then turned around. It's made up by healthcare costs, which increase at about six percent a year. Um, but I mean, we're we're seriously in, in terms of what you can get on your cash. We're double where we are where we were about eighteen months ago. That's good um, news. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's getting better. It's but again, it, it like there's no lifetime stocks anymore. Uh, the GEs, the WorldCom, the Enerons have proved that to us. Um, and I remember twenty five years ago. Do you remember CD ladders and people could live off that? That was so much higher. But again, things are changing. Um, onward and upward. Oh, Rob, the next topic. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, when I got into the business, we could you know get fixed annuities with insurance companies guaranteed at seven percent for ten years back in the day. Now with those same things, first of all, most people shouldn't touch annuities at all. There are luckily now there are some no commission annuities, and those are the ones that people you know let's say you're going to re- you're 16 you're going to retire in 5 years you can get 4.25 for 5 years. So that was, you know, 7% when I got into the business. So it's it's definitely lower but also inflation is lower and stocks have gone up very nicely in the last 10 years. So it's it's a give and take. It's where you're getting your your growth. Is it your capital appreciation or is it your income lately? It's been capital appreciation. Big event coming up this weekend in San Jose. You're going to be kicking off the morning event from 9.30 to 11, talking about income in retirement, wealth in retirement, taxes in retirement, a lot of retirement issues. People could sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's in San Jose, Saturday morning. It's free with the code RADIO25. Let's move on. You have a growth, and you have income in a portfolio. Uh, is income the same thing as value, and do you lean more towards income-producing assets in retirement? No, you know, I think this is where people end up making such a big mistake, and, and you're starting to see those mistakes play out right now. Where people said, "Okay, I'm I'm a I need 50% in stocks, 50% in bonds. Bonds are yielding, say, 3%. So I'll go buy this stock um, that's yielding five, five and a half percent or more. And as soon as interest rates start to go up, or there's any kind of credit issue. Um, we've seen large corrections. I mean, look at AT&T. That was a stock that was yielding 5.5% or so. It had a big correction because it you know, took on too much debt, um, too sensitive to interest rates. So I think that's a real big mistake to look at your stock portfolio and invest your stock portfolio for income. Um, you can create a situation where you have more risks than you really know. So stocks are never a bond alternative. The point to having bonds, even when interest rates are low like this, is that when you do have a stock market correction, there's a flight to safety and your bonds can go up in value. You can sell those bonds and buy stocks on the cheap. So there is a huge reason to still own fixed income. You just got to kind of own it the right way. This is one area where I don't like indexing because if you look at a total bond market index, you start lending money to the most highly indebted entities that are out there versus having a bond manager that's really smart that can kind of look around the market and adjust accordingly. All good stuff. A lot of information there, Chad. Um, And you're going to be giving more information and more ideas and probably talking about the current market conditions for sure when we have our big event coming up this Saturday. Um, as far as final thoughts, uh, we've got a couple minutes, not much. Bond yields are still historically low, which we've kind of hinted at. 
Um, how, what, what specifically can you do? And we've got one minute. Well, again, if you're if you're super confused and you're looking in your 401k, you really don't know what to do. I think stable value is a fine choice for for right now. If if most 401k fund choices for bonds are really where 401ks are lacking because they typically have, say, a bond index or one of the largest, most widely held retail funds. And those, when when there is a, a interest rates start increasing, those do fall the quickest. So. Maybe the hard out and stable value for a bit until you can get some financial advice from a, a fiduciary that will help you kind of navigate the world of bond funds. Thanks very much. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch his radio show here on AM 1220 KDOW, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, check them out at newfocusfinancial.com. Big event this weekend in San Jose. We don't do Saturday events ever, so this is a rare one. Learn more about his event, 930 to 1130 Rotary Center at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Consistent, slow, and steady. It is a smart way to try to approach um, winning and investing. I know that sounds like an odd thing, but uh, what type of person are you? I told you that I suffer a little bit of anxiety in my life. You know, um, Am I doing everything right as a parent? Am I doing everything right as an investor? Am I doing everything right as a friend? And can I do things better? I don't know where that came from, but it's certainly in me. And uh, it's not something I'm proud of. Now, as an investor, that ain't me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, slow and steady is what I am as an investor. So it's important to know this stuff. Big event coming up November 17th. That's this Saturday. After that, I'll shut up about seminars until maybe 2019. Um, you know, your new tax forms are, are daunting. There's so much to learn. I'm going to be doing an investing beyond a 401k, talking about franchises, talking about where to put cash now. Uh, things along those lines that I think are probably going to be pretty good ideas. Um, you know, real estate, for instance, is buying real estate an investment? Let me give you an example where maybe it's not. What if you buy a second home, um, or you get a home in a second home kind of market? What you'll tend to find is that there's a lot of people who are just buying it and they're not looking to make money; they're just looking to enjoy it. It's like a piece of art. Maybe it's bragging rights to the friends. Hey, I'm going up to. The mountains this weekend, buddy. Stay, have fun in your fifteen hundred square foot house. That's two million dollars in Palo Alto. I'm going to the mountains. It's not an investment. There's too many people up there who don't live there. And then you look at what you can get for rents on a luxury home. You can't get you can't get covered by you know workers. And then no one wants to rent a home, a luxury home, for a year. Now in luxury markets. Sometimes you could rent them seasonally, like a winter home or maybe a summer home. Um, get someone who really needs that three-month vacation, that two-month vacation, or maybe a one-month vacation. So investing in real estate is not always crystal clear. Uh, you got to look at rents that you can get per square foot. You know, Time off the market is going to kill you. kills a lot of people to be off the market. Uh, so you got to start figuring that out. We are observing Veterans Day today. Uh, my dad was a veteran, uh, did two tours in Vietnam, 
kind of a cute story about that. So I grew up on military bases, and military bases are pretty strange. Um, so I lived in uh, 15 or 16 different homes before I was 18 years old. We moved a lot. And that presented a pretty rough childhood. It gave me an international perspective, which probably helps, you know, in the stock market angle. But I lost something for sure. Um, consistency, which goes back again to investing, right? Consistency. Today, we're seeing Apple pull, pull down the markets. I own shares of Apple. Um, I'm not surprised that they're having a bad period as a stock. I don't expect them to hold trillion-dollar valuation forever. We've seen companies approach it and then never get close to it again. Companies like ExxonMobil, companies like Cisco, and it tells you the, the the story of the time. You know, oil going to $100 a barrel, 110, 120, 130, 140, 150. It's not surprising that a company like an ExxonMobil could be that high. Then you get a, a stock like Cisco, where the whole dot com thing. They were the, the rulers of routers, the sultan of, of 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 switches. They were the arms supplier in the internet race war. Who's going to win? They didn't care. They'll sell the equipment to everyone. So Apple down nine bucks today at one hundred ninety-four dollars. Do I expect it to go to its all-time high anytime soon? Nope. I expect them to make a lot of money to buy back shares, increase their dividend on a pretty consistent basis, um, and they're starting to get some pushback. I mean, not starting. That's unfair to say. Their free tier of storage online is pathetic. Their, their, their tier where it's two or three bucks a month is also small. And then to get the more storage, it becomes suddenly really expensive. Apple prices things, I'm not going to say in an aggressive manner, but how shall we say not in a friendly manner to consumers who like value? So I throw that out there. So anyhow, if you have any questions, I'm going to be at the event on Saturday. I'm doing the one o'clock to three o'clock event. Uh, you can learn more about it at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'd love to see you out there. Um, those are events where I get to put, you know, faces to names, uh, emails to, to faces. It, it's kind of fun for me. So I'd love to see you out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Alibaba had a record-breaking 24-hour single-day shopping event. Alibaba's come down. Donald Trump's rhetoric, China. And China is like, oh, no, 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 no. Tariffs. More. Less. More. Let's uh, tariff them until they can't tariff them anymore. Then you get China go, okay, we'll just print money. We don't care. We'll buy buy your stuff with printed money. (laughs) Take that. We'll lower the value of our currency. Intentionally. Um, So companies like Alibaba, Alibaba, excuse me, I changed it to an Americanized version, Alibaba. Companies like that can be buying opportunities if you think that the bluster and the rhetoric ends. In his own words, President Donald Trump has said, you know, oh, we'll get a deal done. We'll get a good deal done when we get a deal done. And we'll get a deal done. We're just not doing it today. We're in no rush. Like, whoa. Okay. Big event coming up this weekend. Check it out at Rob Black's show. It's in San Jose. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free.